I'm Alex. And I'm Teddy. And I'm Spencer. And we are the Button Mappers. Hey, the Button Mappers. All right, three, two, one. It's me, Sonic. 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 It's me, Sonic. <laughs> it's me, Sonic. <laughs> fucking scream it. Here I am. <laughs> Give me jelly dogs. Better <laughs> <Get> fast. <laughs> So hungry. <laughs> Are we starting? Is this the episode? Speaking of Sonic, hey guys, welcome okay. to the Bud Mappers. It's Nintendo 60. Say it with me. Four Pepper. We're playing golf apparently. Four Mario Golf. Um so <laughs> in honor of Nintendo 64 member. We each spent a week with the Nintendo 64. We went on extravagant dates, spending our weeknights cozying up with a nice bottle of water. And uh, my N64 had my N64 had sex with me and then did not call me back. That's funny, Spencer. Your 64 had sex with you, then called me. Oh, that's what. Oh. <laughs> I mean, those clamps really open up for, uh, you know, the uh, the gamers. So, uh, you know, some of the rules with Nintendo 64 week, we were not allowed to play any other console. Raise your hand if you followed that rule. Does PC count as a console? Did you play games on it? I played League of Legends. Then yes. Okay, does, my I played... Game, does my Game Boy count as a console? Yes. But I wasn't home. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I played League of Legends, but I played no other video games. So, well, besides the N64 games. I'm playing something else for a map out, so that's one more. That's true. I'm actually guilty of that as well. So, <laughs> listeners at home, listeners of the audio podcast, by the way, the button mappers are now on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we upload every Sunday. Actually, I put hey. things on Sundays, but if Spencer's a little late with the edits, I put it up Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you can mess with you can follow us there. Um, Don't forget to jump in the Discord. True that. The Button Mappers Discord. We have great, great button banter. So this idea originated because I wanted to do it for TurboZone, but we turned it into an episode of the Button Mapper. So here we are. So basically what we're saying is we created a rule that, that, we we, that none of us followed, <laughs> and we're announcing it to everybody. <laughs> what we're saying is that we're fucking idiots. If you decide to leave this video at this point, we do not blame you, because we, none of us have followed the rule that we've created. No, no, I made it a point to, if I was home playing a game while I was playing the 64, I only played the Game Boy when I was at work, because I can't take my 64 to work with me. I mean, I was playing my 3DS during the debate, and then I woke up before work and started playing it again, So because it was on power save. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and Spencer's a, a League of Legends fan. So, um, but I think it's safe to say the majority of our gaming time this week was spent on the Nintendo 64. Can we agree? Yes. Yeah, that's probably accurate. Cool. Um, so, 
Maybe let's just start with what are the games that you chose to play during this week. Alex, why don't you kick it off? Okay. Uh, howdy there. My name's Alex. Um, I like long walks on the beach and playing rare, rare games. So I started out my week playing some Banjo-Kazooie and some Perfect Dark. Uh, two classic games. One of them I'm very familiar with, Banjo. One of them I'm, I'm not so familiar with is Perfect Dark, but I wanted to, I wanted to play some more of it. And um, then I followed up and what I played the rest of the week was one game, Mega Man 64, because I bought it recently and I hadn't jumped into it. Uh, it was originally released on the PS1 in 1997 as Mega Man Legends, and then it was released on the 64 in 2001 as Mega Man 64. What the fuck happened there? That's a big gap. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised by Mega Man 64. It's uh, it's very reminiscent of like Ocarina of Time or that like 3D Zelda era. But it's oddly enough, it came out a year before Ocarina of Time on the PS1. But it has like a lot of the same like like core mechanics, like visiting towns, like going through dungeons. It has uh, like lock-on targeting. It has like the, all these kind of stuff that you would kind of see in like later Zelda like 3D adventures. But a year before, so I, I, I was kind of like taken back. I was like, wow. I was like, I always thought like maybe like they innovated with this stuff, but. Apparently not. Apparently, like, this game or maybe other games have done it before. Um, and it was fun, but it was also very clunky. The controls on, on Mega Man 64, the way you actually move, not good. Um, it, it was meant for an original PS1 controller, so it was meant for a D-pad. <laughs> and it's a 3D, like, an open 3D game. So, And it's a third-person shooter. So moving and aiming and shooting and strafing is done by... a your direction buttons and the shoulder buttons and it's very clunky and whenever they ported it to 64 they did not fix that um clarifying question when you say direction buttons are you referring to the d-pad either or d-pad or stick you can use either one but um i used the stick and then i used z and um r for my shoulder buttons um and the way i mapped it out there's like two ways of movement the way i did it was that uh, forward and back on the stick maybe go forward and back left and right maybe strafe and then the shoulder buttons maybe turn very awkward very weird um, I, I I got used to it but I didn't like it but everything else about the game's great though the art style is fantastic it has full voice acting which is really cool um, I liked adventuring around I like doing you know the you know quests and dungeons for people and kind of like shopping around like getting parts for my guns upgrading stuff finding new items uh, it's a very cool game i just wish they would have upgraded you know the n64 version with like full 3d movement instead of the the garbage that was the original uh movement um but that's what i played most of the week was Mega Man 64 so i guess that's all i have to say cool cool land that might be the only Mega Man i want to play Speaking of a Mega Man, uh, we'll move on to a Majority. What do you play? <laughs> That's funny you should ask. Uh, so, hi, I'm Majority, <laughs> aka a jar of tea, according to closed captioning. And uh, it's funny you should ask because I actually played about three Nintendo 64 games this week. Actually, I'm sorry, Nintendo 63 uh, games. So, uh, <laughs> um, I've been looking around at what, what Nintendo 64 games are out there, what exists. I actually bought a new game I'd never heard of, and I hadn't tried it out. So I was like, oh, this is the perfect opportunity. It's called Flying Dragon uh, by Natsume. Uh, no, I did not expect Dragon Quest, and no, I did not get Dragon Quest. 
does not exist on the Nintendo 64. But uh, this was like a 3D fighting game with uh, pretty cool mechanics. I think that fact alone is interesting. I happen to be a fan of like Soul Calibur and um, like the 3D Mortal Kombat. So I was interested to see that this type of game even existed. You know, I play like, you know, the Smash Brothers and, um, you know, a, a lot of like even those kind of 2D uh side scroller ones um but this was different and it was good there were some interesting characters honestly it wasn't like a fantastic game but i think it was a good enough game you can tell because like uh there's voice sections like uh, alex was saying Mega Man had voiceovers i think this one did too but the things that the characters were saying when they go into fights clearly didn't align one was like i'll show you why you made me mad and then like the other was like hi nice to see you <laughs> i'm like yeah okay 1997 or whatever so um but that was an interesting start to the week i went on to play my copy of smash bros um i just like doing every so often kind of an arcade match like just you know where you play through the core game up through master hand uh i forget who i played as but uh this happens to be one of my favorites um in the smash bros Bros series probably because it's just so simple i know that's this kind of like uh, it goes over a lot of people's heads because the new one is like all that in a bag of uh uh snacks for kirby but um this one is pretty good so i mean i honestly i just like being able to just boot it up play an arcade round turn it off you know and um i think part of that's just being an adult <laughs> you know it kind of sucks about being an adult is you don't have the time you once did um, but I also uh, played a few rounds of F-Zero-X. So I think there's actually five cups. Each cup has about six tracks, or it does have six tracks. So you've got like 30 tracks, and then you have like 30 characters, but you have to unlock the each row of characters every time that you take first place in a cup, and it has to be on like a certain difficulty. Um, so right now in replaying it, I've, I've uh, beaten Jack, Queen, and King Cup on standard, and I beat Joker Cup on Novice. Um, I think it plays really well. Like, I, I first off love the music. It's just so heavy. And even the gameplay is so intense. Like, you're really so focused on how fast you can go. The second lap, you've got boost power. I love that when the guy says that. Um, that's, like, just signal for boost, boost, boost. And uh, the I say the courses are, they play pretty well. Um, like, you don't have to worry too much about, like, sharp turns or anything until you get to Joker Cup, and then you need to be a little more careful. It honestly feels like some kind of uh, intermediary between the Super Nintendo version and the GameCube version. The GameCube version was just a beautiful, uh, glorious-looking game. Every stage was just refined. There was just, like, environmental hazards, and every stage had personality. I remember the Casino Night versus the Super Nintendo one had a lot of like if you've played like Mario Kart Super Circuit where it's like it's just a very flat landscape and you have to be very cognizant of your turns um, that's what the Super Nintendo was like this had the kind of like flatness of the Super Nintendo version with um, I'd say maybe the intensity of the GameCube version by the way Jody Summers is a boost just took on like every cup with Jody Summers. Her her vehicle was great, but uh, I had a blast uh, playing these games. I do wish I had time for more. It just didn't work out that way. But I think these were a few good games to spend my time with. I see what you did there. Blast, Make a Man. I see what you did there. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I was thinking about. 
Mega Man. <laughs> Speaking of blast, um, <laughs> Spencer, blast off. What, what, do you, what do you got for us? Well, I didn't think you'd ask. I, I'm my name's Spencer. Uh, I like long beaches on the walk, and um, I played a couple N64 games this week. Uh, I've, I played, I started off like kind of like a, a game that you also played, Super Smash Bros, which is my favorite N64 game. I love the simplicity of it. It's easily my favorite of the series. It gets way more complicated. As you, and, it, and it turns into like, I think with Melee, they realized they could make it a like a fighting game, like a pro fighting game that the professional players can play. And so they just kind of went with that route with it. Good for them, I guess. But I like it when it's more simple and more just for fun and that's where I'm, I love the N64 version the most um, I can't keep up with all the buttons once it gets too complicated uh, so that was a lot of fun and then I switched over to what I forgot was one of my favorite N64 games Pokemon Snap oh snap uh, that game is so short <laughs> but, but it's so much fun i i adore that game and i i love it's unique like how unique it is and the you gotta remember too when when this came out like pokemon was at its like a fever pitch of popularity and everyone was like there's gonna be a 3d pokemon game coming out oh my god i've seen pictures of it, it looks awesome Turns out that is what the game was, was taking pictures of the Pokemon. Um, it's the game that nobody wanted and nobody also knew that they wanted. So uh, it was everyone, I think, still at least semi enjoys the game. And I'm excited for I, I believe there's supposed to be a Switch remake or Switch uh, version or whatever, a new new game coming out for it. So that is uh, exciting, although it's going to have a bunch of Pokemon. I have no idea what they are. There's going to be like an ice cream cone that you take a picture of or something. So that's different. But uh, yeah, I beat. I actually beat that one pretty quickly. I mean, obviously, it's meant to be. You're supposed to take pictures to get better, and everything. But uh, I didn't really do that. But I did get to Mew and took pictures of Mew, so that was fun. Then I played a game where I was I was obsessed with as a child, and uh, it it kind of crashed and burned. But it's called Star Wars: Shadows of the Empire. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, starts off with a bang. It's the Battle of Hoth, and uh, it's it's one of the first more like realistic takes on the Battle of Hoth, and it's for all intents and purposes, it's pretty fantastic. And then it immediately switches over to the first person shooting segments, which um, play about as well as you can imagine on an N sixty four. Like, I think it's pre Goldeneye, so <laughs> it's yeah, it was a launch game. It's um. It needs a lot of work. <laughs> I want, I, uh, uh, speaking of shows, uh, uh, like like of the Empire, back um, me and me and Damon used to be roommates for a little bit, and there there was a time where um, he he was playing a bunch of Star Wars games on on his sixty four, and I watched him play Shadows of the Empire all the way through. Mm-hmm. Like, and I came in one day and I was checking up on him, and he was doing this like boss fight with like a bounty hunter. And he was just getting his ass handed to him, like, over and over again. He was like, I could do it! And I was just like, this game looks like crap. <laughs> Is this the one that starts off where you have to go around the Adat's legs with the string? Yeah, it has, it's, yeah. uh, what's the, what's the guy's name? Is it something Rendar? Dax, Dash Dax? Rendar. Yeah, it's Dash Rendar. I remember trying that so many times, being like, how do I just combine the string? 
You just keep going around, and then eventually it just breaks off itself. You yeah. have to go around three times. I was a kid, so I, I don't know. I think I remember struggling with it as a kid, too. But honestly, the, the space and even the hot segments are really good. Like, if they should just... And I think they eventually kind of built around that with Rogue Squadron. But uh, anytime he steps out of a ship and starts shooting stuff, it is really bad. It, 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 it kind of reminds me of, like, the old PC shooters. Almost like a Doom or something, but not up to their quality which is like come on man it shouldn't be that hard but it's yeah it's not not very good that was my library i actually had rogue squadron set out to play i just didn't have time because I, I i got caught up with mega man but oh um, yeah i was gonna play that because it's because that game's fucking brilliant there's a version on the switch i would be interested in getting but i don't know if i'd rather just play it on the n64 or not if i'm gonna buy it those games are pretty cheap nowadays. Yeah. Uh, I did, then I played a little bit of a game that we're going to be talking about later, so I don't want to mention it. And then I played... Uh, this one's for Terry. For Terry? <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be mad at me, I think, for saying it. But I played... Because there's a lot of really good wrestling games on the N64. Uh, he's probably thinking No Mercy, which is probably the best. You Then I'm saying No. He probably thinks WrestleMania 2000. No, I played WCW NWO Revenge. Uh, and it plays just like those, so it's freaking awesome. Like, those wrestling games are all phenomenal. Probably the best ever. Um, but it doesn't have necessarily the Attitude Era characters. But I, I got to play Chris Jericho. He'll know who these are. Chris Jericho versus Eddie Guerrero in a slobber knocker. So, <laughs> But no, the, the game is fun. It's It's, you know... Those games are, are a lot of fun. So it was it was cool seeing that because I was really into the um, No Mercy and WrestleMania as a kid. So I just wanted to try a, a different game, but same developers and everything. So good times. Really the good times. The only thing I know about wrestling is Ultimate Muscle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wrestling me and Terry, was not me my and Terry are mad at you. <laughs> You're about to be mad at me too. Wrestling was not my jam, but I loved boxing. So Ready, ready to Rumble Boxing was my oh. jam. Dude, no, I didn't play that one. I played Knockout Kings, I believe it was, on, on this for a ton when I was a kid. And actually, like, as a kid, I, I didn't, like, watch a whole, like, a lot of boxing, but I knew, like, Butterbean and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I was at a convention, um, at a horror convention last year, and I just met Butterbean for no reason. He was just there. Oh, uh, sick. Yeah, like, yeah, like, he was just, like, like, like it was, like, a horror-themed convention. And I went to meet Bruce Campbell, but, like, the line was super fucking long, like, three hours long to meet Bruce Campbell and like I was taking a comic book for him to sign and then like the people came around and was like he, Bruce Campbell won't be signing anything published by uh, Dynamite Comics and I looked at my comic and it was Dynamite Comics and I was like son of a bitch so then I was like well I'm just gonna get out of line I was like I'll meet him next time and, and my sister was like don't you want to meet him and I was like yeah but like I want him to sign something of mine like not like a random stock photo so then I went to go like walk around the convention and just sitting at a table like you know he had a few people stop by and said hey but Butterbean was just there like at a table so I was just like, hey, Butterbeat, what's up? Like, cool. And he was like, hey, man. He was like, yeah. And I was just like, that was weird. <laughs> That's Butterbean. awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, 64 games, like, it's it's kind of like refreshing to play a console that isn't always connected online, doesn't always like 
you know, update, have to install games. You have to, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not looking, you know, always looking on the shop to find stuff. Um, you know, like I'm so used to logging in, like logging into my PS4 and like seeing like, oh, so you know, uh, Bio Phoenix is online playing Kluku Land Five, and oh, you know, this person's online playing whatever, and I'm like, oh, that's cool, you know. But like, just turning on the N64 is like an isolated experience, you know. I had no idea Call of Duty and Kluku Land <laughs> both had five entries. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> Um, I will say, wow, the N64 does not look good on a big screen TV. Jesus. Oh, yeah, no, it, does. <laughs> it does not. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, no joke. I was telling Teddy while I was playing Perfect Dark, because I haven't played that. Like, I'm not as familiar with that one as I am Goldmine. So I, as I was playing it, I got to the second stage where I'm supposed to like find a, a uh, scientist. And yeah. I could not figure out where to go for the life of me. Like I was like at this point to where I had opened all the doors I, I I I thought I could most of them were locked and I couldn't figure anything else out and like everything else was, just looks like textures on a wall so I couldn't like yeah. find anything that was like interactable and I was like what the fuck am I doing <laughs> I just like ran around for a few minutes so I was like all right I'll play something else <laughs> <laughs> yeah I uh, don't use my big flat screen but I do use uh, HD TV in the like a small HD TV, not like tiny, but like you know, moderate size. And then I have an upscaler that's really cheap. It's like twenty five dollars, made in China, but it does the job. Um, but yeah, that is that is an issue of of the time. I think is that they visually they just you. It's hard to argue. A lot of them do age well. I have like Shadowgate sixty four, which you know, if you if you like the walls in Ocarina of Time, you'll love that one. <laughs> I remember seeing this one guy's face. His eyes were like disproportionate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> They're no. like they look like big, you know, Vikings or something. And so he looked like an idiot. <laughs> but, uh... Given g- given Mega Man sixty four credit here, actually, like the character models look pretty good. Like mm. they're like these like anime style, and then like they don't use like uh, like they don't try to like do three D renders for the faces and stuff. They use mm. like just flat textures. So it it looked pretty like good like you know it, it like it still looked like a sixty four game but like overall like the art style was pretty solid so I think that one was like held yeah. up okay. of the games I played Smash Bros looked probably the best um, and again kind of like you're saying they kept it really simple I mean Nintendo characters I guess are pretty simple but just easy easy characters like circles for heads and yada yada it makes it pretty easy and then Pokemon looked surprisingly good but still like you could tell it's an N sixty four game it just whoa like <laughs> but uh other than that yeah they look bad. like shadows of the empire like oh my god like i mean a nightmare yeah yeah that game's ugly <laughs> <laughs> of, of what i've played played i think you know banjo looks the best but i think that's just my bias towards banjo mm. being, being my favorite game for the console so the flying dragon character models definitely look disproportionate. They look like uh, just normal sized Virtua Fighter characters. You know how like in a fighting game they're supposed yeah. to be like big and stocky. They just looked like normal citizens. <laughs> like <it was> weird. <laughs> um, yeah. But F Zero X, what I really like that they did there was, um, you know, in like GX they have more like it's like they make the characters really come to life. You can see them like. You know, moving and everything. They don't do that in F-Zero X. Instead, they have, like, these uh, comic book-style representations of each character. And it it almost lends itself to, like, it, this kind of dark, gritty f- 
feel of the characters and lets you kind of like imagine what they're like too. I, I happen to really like how they're portrayed in the uh, character select screen. When you're actually doing the racing that you don't see them, you just see the machines. Um, so I, I like that they, they didn't try and like do too much here. Did you guys have trouble like understanding the dialogue in your games? If you got, had dialogue? Um, Professor Oak was telling me things. I wasn't struggling with that, no. Because uh, in Mega Man 64, which came out in 2001, I, b I believe the same year, you know, sorry, you know uh, not same year, but I believe um, Final Fantasy X was out, 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 you know, out at this point. Um, I swear to God, like, the, the audio is so compressed that sometimes it was just like, Mega Man! <laughs> See you later! <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? So, like, I looked it up, and it's like, the 64 version's audio is so bad compared to even, like, the PS1. The PS1 opens, it's like, in a world covered in endless water. And then the 64 opens, and it's like, in a world covered in endless water. Well, that sounds like they're actually underwater, so it's probably <laughs> canonically better. I guess. It was like, it was like, the, like, there were certain points to where I was, like, turning the volume up on my TV. I was like, I can't understand what the fuck anybody's saying. Yeah, <laughs> that reminds me of like Thunder Force. Uh, she says, drip, 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 uh, "You know, upgrade." <laughs> well, that 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 reminds me because at the end of the N sixty, I'm surprised I didn't play some of these games. But at the end of the N sixty four's life cycle, they had a bunch of games that you were. You, it's like a Twilight Zone of games you didn't realize were sent to the N sixty four. Yeah, like they got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater three in there. And yeah. Resident Evil 2 made Yeah, I have Resident Evil 2. The and it's like, I'd be, curious, I'd be curious to see that or hear that, like get the audio on that and get the FMVs on that and see like, did those turn out okay? Oh, oh Resident Evil 2, the, the FMVs are also super compressed. I have that version. Uh, yeah, it's a little rough. Um, but like, <laughs> but I've seen other games do voice acting well and like, like, like Conker's Bad Fur Day. Like, yeah. I have no, I have no issues understanding what anybody says in that game. I mean, you know, except for the characters that are like actively drunk or you know slurring their words. But like, you know, in terms of like quality, like like they're they're pretty clear. Star Fox sixty four is just perfect. Yeah. It says do a barrel roll, you do a barrel roll. Exactly. <laughs> I, that's if I want to do barrel rolls, that's where I go. <laughs> I think you guys are, are are forgetting the best bit of sixty four voice acting. Banjo Kazooie. So so long, gay Bowser. <laughs> Oh, I'll take talking that's carrots. Any day. That's weird because I played it on my Switch. I didn't hear him say that. Because it's a Shindo edition. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, so I don't know. You know, it's just kind of like a. You know, like I'm oh, sorry. What? Go ahead, Spencer. What? Well, I, I wanted to add a little segment here. What games, if you had a little more time, would would be next? Oh, Rogue gonna... Squadron. I I set out. I set out, um, I played Banjo and Perfect Dark, and then I set out Perfect Dark because I wanted to play it some more, um, a game that I can't talk about, um, and you guys know why, um, Mega Man and Rogue Squadron, and Rogue Squadron was was the only one I didn't really get to get to, so, but I mean, I've played it before, but I, I just love Rogue Squadron so much, I think it was like, like some like the apex of like console, like spaceship games, you know? Yeah. So I would have loved to play some more Rogue Squadron. What about I, you, Teddy? Thanks, Vince. Uh I actually uh, played a little bit the week before. I already had it set up, and I, I forget what it was I was playing. But um, 
I, I played a, a round of Mario Party with Chantal, and we had a blast, even though, like, the CPUs kicked our asses on normal. Um, but I, you know, the stage we picked was kind of garbage. It was like this uh, rainbow course one, and if somebody lands on a happening space, the star switches to Bowser. And so I wanted to come back and kick his ass. I wanted to <laughs> get the, the all the stars to win. So uh, Mario Party, the original. Mine would have been the Tony Hawks. Probably all of them, just to, to see the evolution there. And then um, I had it ready to go, but didn't have enough time. Well, I had two. One of them was Conker's Bad Fur Day. I've always wanted to play that, just never got around to it. And then Paper Mario. I'm on, I've never played the first Paper Mario, so I wanted to give it a shot. Mm. Probably, maybe I will. I don't know. Cool. Conker's Bad Fur Day is great. The game's hilarious. Say something nice about Paper Mario. Uh, Paper Mario is flat. Comes off a little flat, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I helped you out there, Alex. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> What's a game that you you wish you could get further in on the N sixty four that you can't? I'm not gonna say Perfect Dark. <laughs> Dude, I loved Perfect Dark as a kid. I can't imagine playing it right now. I don't know what the disconnect is for me. Like I, I, I beat Goldeneye many times, but like. Perfect Dark. I had exposure to it as a kid, but I didn't really own a copy until I was like collecting all the rare rare games. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what the disconnect is, but I can't figure out the second stage of life in me. But I don't want to look it up because, like, you know, looking up stuff on like an RPG or like an adventure game, fine. You know, it's like, where do I go? What do I do? But like a shooter, like I shouldn't have to look up directions for a fucking first person shooter. You know? Well, so... they knew they knew people struggled with it. That's why the next one they put arrows on the walls. <laughs> oh yeah, and pin zero. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Uh, it was just for you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I love it. I, I know what you mean. I, I, I feel like I know the answer to your question about the second level because I played it a couple times and I think I got stuck too. And I think you just keep going down, but I don't want to. Don't, don't tell me though. I'll figure yeah. it out. But, um, it's such a shame that we live so far apart. I would love to bring my controller over and co-op that with you. But, that game's amazing. So, like, even though I haven't gotten far, like, just... Like the fact that I've played Goldeneye, and you know, and the fact that like I like can can see the obvious like upgrades that that they made in like a couple of years, like like in between games, it's it's incredible. Have you done the multiplayer? Yeah, I played the multiplayer before. Yeah, with, with, with the bots. Yeah, so, dude. It, with sixteen players on an N sixty four game. Wow. I've tried co op a couple of years ago. I tried co op on the three sixty version with my sister. Mm -hmm. And uh, we didn't make it past the first Datadyne building because she didn't she couldn't figure out where to go. Mm. But like, like, like you know, even that has like cool prospects. You know? Yeah, I didn't know it had sixteen. That's pretty wild. It's crazy. I would blew my mind getting my ass kicked, but but I mean, but like, like just the fact that like in, in that game you can like shoot out a light and stuff, you know, and it like makes the environment dark, or you know, the fact that like. You know, mo most of the glass can be shot out and stuff. Like, it's just mm. so cool. Have you seen the Farsight gun? No. Dude. <laughs> what a game-breaking weapon. It literally sees through walls. All walls. Oh, that's sick. It's <laughs> <laughs> such mm. bullshit. So, if I had to pick a game to get farther in, and I'm going to, it's, it'd be that one. Mm. Um... A... a Deep, dark, evil part of my brain says I should get further in Shadows of the Empire. Just because I'm such a Star Wars fan, especially the original trilogy, it's like 
like you should re- and i think i did beat it as a kid but i don't remember like any of it but um i really should get further in shadow of the empire <laughs> just bite the bullet but uh, what about you shadow man shadow man take me by the hand don't you understand <laughs> <laughs> Shadow Man is a uh, third-person shooter. Like Mega Man 64? Like Mega Man 64. Um, where you play as... I don't remember the guy's name. His name is the Shadow Man. Shadow Man. Take him <laughs> okay, yeah. So um, I, I like the game. I like the premise. I like the concept. You, It's the original Dark Souls because um, you collect the Dark Souls and you stop the apocalypse by killing... Like finding the serial killers and getting them or whatever it's pretty much like a i'd say a pc game like brought to the n64 um but with like some adventure platforming elements and um you know it just has it suffers uh poor textures so and dark like setting so sometimes i don't see where i'm i'm supposed to go or what i'm supposed to do and, and that's just kind of a buzzkill. Because, like, I want to get further in the game. It's the same problem I have with Shadowgate 64. I really like the concept. I like that you're in this kind of, like, castle setting. And you have to kind of, like, point and click your way out. Find items that match up with, like, doors and stuff. But, you know, it's just... It, it's a victim of time. And it's a shame. You know, but uh, fortunately for Shadow Man, that one's getting a uh, remaster sometime. I never played that Zelda game, Victim of Time. Can we just have a little moment of silence for that one? <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I would. I also plan on fi- finishing Mega Man 64, even though the, the the controls are garbage. And it, it sucks that I chose to buy the, the, the 64 version because the sequel and the prequel games, uh, Legends 2 and uh, the Misadventures of Tron Bond, are only on PS1. So if I want to play the other ones, I have to play the PS1 version. So nah. <laughs> it's kind of like, well. What, what was even the point? But oh well, I'm already, I'm already playing it on 64. So. <laughs> What's uh, one major takeaway of this week for you? So like for me, um, actually, I think we were kind of alluding to this before, but you know, Alex was saying, oh yeah, you know, this is not time that I'm spending browsing shops and stuff. It's literally just put it in and play the game. For me, I booted up the PS4 and I was like, oh shit, I can't play anything. So I took a DVD off the shelf and I put the DVD in the PS4 and I watched Ghost in the Shell, uh, like, you know, an animated movie that's a classic. And I rarely watch movies nowadays unless it's like just, you know, Netflix night or whatever. And I think like just knowing exactly what I wanted to do with, you know, my time and my games and you know, and such, and really limiting it to just one console, even though I broke that and I, I touched the 3DS at one point, it was just kind of refreshing. I just felt more focused. I felt like I I knew how to optimize my time, especially after work. You know, I come home from work and I'm like, oh, what do I do? You know, I just kind of like wander around. Sometimes I'll play, sometimes I won't, but it was nice. It was just nice. So that's my takeaway. It kind of. I hear the ice cream man. He wants to give us takeaway. Yeah, it's so <laughs> fucking loud. Shoot, shoot. Is that you, Spencer? That's me. Yeah. Run, out, run outside. Give me a two ball screwball. I'll two take, ball screwball. I'll take a Sonic Pop. 
a Sonic bot with the eyes that look little, <laughs> not right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I would say it made me feel almost like a kid again because that's like what I would do whenever I was a kid. You know, I'd come over from school, you know, grab a a, a Kool Aid Mondo with drink you know, and, and, and a Lunchable, then go play a sixty four. Are know? you talking about ice cream? No, yes, but I'm also talking about the N64. <laughs> you know, it just kind of gave me that like feeling, like you know, I you know I work pretty late, so I got you know I would get up, you know, shower, you know, like get ready for the day, and then I would fucking ice cream truck, dude. <laughs> You're playing this shit. Um, you know what though? It's giving us the like as the kid noise, yeah. so we're, we're all oh, being nostalgic right now. There you so, go. You know, so it kind of gave me that, that 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 same feeling of like, oh man, like I you know I gotta get what I gotta get done so I can play some sixty four, man. You know, and like, you know, it just kind of gave me that like same feeling. Also, like the sixty four controller length is very very short. Oh so, my god. Yeah, so I I couldn't really <laughs> relax on my couch like I usually do when I play games. I had to like kind of sit up and stuff. So I, I don't know. It just kind of gave it, like a different feel. Dude, I'm a hundred percent with you. It it the whole experience took me back to when I was a kid, and I had to play the N64 laying forward on my bed, just trying to make it work. Uh, the thing is so short, so I'm just sitting there like laying forward on my bed like I was when I was eight or whatever, and um. In front of a flat screen. <laughs> yeah, in front of like this huge flat screen TV. So, like when I was eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just very wealthy as a child. You really loved exploring this time. <laughs> Where was yeah, <laughs> but it, it was it was there was something to be said about how um, kind of what Alex was alluding to is the game. The console was there to play games, and that is it. And uh, there there is something pure about that. I will say though, man, fuck that stick. It's n- yeah, the ice cream it feels stick. Very funny. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the ice cream mappers. Here we are. <laughs> Spencer, are, are you gonna go get some fucking ice cream or not? No, I don't get ice cream. It's not part of my diet plan. <laughs> tell him to shut up. This guy's really <laughs> trying to get you to come outside. <laughs> yeah, Maybe I'll if like I put my like... song up, he's gonna come. To yeah, the if door. he's just, like outside your house, come so I... or, is this an ongoing feud you have with the ice cream man? <laughs> in this, yeah, in this, <laughs> in this house I moved to, uh, there's a cul-de-sac. Like it's not, but it's right in front of my house. It's kind of weird. Um, so there's a cul-de-sac in front of my house, and I think the ice cream truck just kind of like spins around it for a little bit. For some reason, because there's trying to get those kids out. Yeah, trying to get some kids out of the house. I mean, you do look pretty young. <laughs> you just be like, oh yeah, I know the kid lives up here. He's gonna come out. Maybe if I just go around the block a few more times. Yeah. <laughs> Spencer, come out! I have Sonic pops. I got Sonic pops. They're gonna go fast. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Everyone's jumping for these Mario Pops. Everyone's turtling for these Ninja Turtle Pops. I like the Batman ones. You can't play in this shit, man. This is amazing. Let me go. I'm gonna go check to see how far they are. Go back. <laughs> this is the. Most distracted episode of the button mappers ever. What happened to our intellectualism? (laughs) 
think they're down the street. I can't even see them. It's a loud fucking truck, dude. It blares it. Well, I mean, at least uh, you know, there must be a good uh, ice cream market out there. I think ice cream Arizona. trucks need to like ice cream trucks need to upgrade their music because kids don't listen to that. You know, like puts like some some like mumble rap or something. Mumblecore. Yeah, mumblecore. Get your ice cream. Get your ice cream. Come on. Come on. Get your ice cream. Come on down here. Get some ice cream from me. I'll give you some ice cream. Freeze you. Freeze. Get your brain. Freeze. Everybody calm down to my shop. Everybody calm down. Get a pop. What? Ice cream truck. I take you to the ice cream shop. <laughs> I let you lick my Sonic pop. <laughs> I had a great takeaway with that one. Uh, what yeah. ice cream truck? <laughs> <laughs> what the? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how we go back to the conversation now. <laughs> We're kind of done, right? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, a week with the N64. It was a refreshing experience. I would like to... Like, it's just like a fun little experiment. You would know? you say refreshing, just like ice cream on a hot summer's day? <laughs> <laughs> My downstairs neighbor is going to be like, what the fuck is he yelling about ice cream trucks? <laughs> I really like this ice cream. Yeah, um, really refreshing. Um, when I think N64 week, I think ice cream. Especially Sonic Pops. Yahoo. It's me. Sonic. O's. What color N64 do you guys have? Black. Black. Oh, lame O's. What do you have, the green one? Yeah. Yeah, lame jungle, jungle green. It was one of the fantastic colors. And then I got a gold Bowser sticker over the uh, expansion pack slot. Yours is radiating in terms of uh, nuclear waste. <laughs> well, it did. It it was made for the uh, DK sixty four release, so I'll give you that. Nuclear waste should, could be the right word. Mm. They're both cautioned by yellow. Mm -hmm. This is the segment where Alex talks to us about DK64. Okay, fuck, fuck it. End the episode. <laughs> hey, y'all. Don't forget to subscribe to them button mappers.